welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Hello, this is Adam Carswell, the host of Dream Chasers, and you're tuned in to the How Do They Do It Real Estate Podcast. If you like this show, first of all, you have phenomenal taste. Second of all, if you want to listen to another next level show like this, just click our link in the description and smash that subscribe button. It would be an honor for us to enrich your mind, body, and soul as well. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today we have a fabulous guest for you, Christina Kudlock. And she has been a real estate investor, mainly wholesaling in the Los Angeles market for the last five years. And most recently, she moved back to the Phoenix market and now does all of her deals 100% virtually and has focused on both the LA and the Phoenix market, has built a successful wholesaling business around real estate and focuses and is an expert in the SEO lead generation aspect of it as well. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Christina. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eileen, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Christina, can you give our listeners a little bit more about you and your background and how you got started within the real estate space? Yeah. So I've been doing this for six, almost seven years now. And I actually started my business when I moved out. So I'm born and raised in Phoenix and moved to Los Angeles about seven years ago and had never lived there before. And I was actually kind of struggling to find a job at the time, but because I was moving there, me and my husband were at that time dating. And so I moved to be closer to him. And then I was having a lot of trouble finding a job, but it was around this time too, that I actually stumbled on even like the concept of wholesaling because I had always really been interested in real estate, like grew up, my parents were just always interested in like DIY kind of like home, you know, doing home makeovers kind of kinds of stuff. And so that started getting me interested in it. And a few years before this, I actually went to school to get my real estate license. And while I was there, I was like, this really isn't like what I want to be doing. I didn't actually want to be a realtor. But when we think about real estate, that's kind of like the first thing a lot of people think is, oh, getting your real estate license. But I, I knew that that really wasn't for me. And, and then a few years later, when I'm moving to California and I was looking for a job at the time I was an executive assistant. I had probably been doing that for maybe five years or so. And so I was looking for a lot of jobs, couldn't to, uh, wasn't getting any kind of responses. So I was like, and around this time, I actually just picked up like an ebook and it was about wholesaling. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't even know the concept of wholesaling, right? I didn't even know that that was something that you could do. And so I was just really excited by it. So I was like, instead of getting a job, I'm going to do this instead. And it's been wholesaling ever since. <laughs> So what did you do to get started with wholesaling after you read that book? What were some of the things that you felt like you needed to start up or to focus on as you were building up that side? Yeah. So the very first thing I started was actually doing some mailers and I did that for, you know, and it's funny because I wasn't, when I started it, I just... I didn't understand how consistent you would have to be before you like got a deal. Right. And so I like 
think I did maybe two different mailings and was getting some leads. I actually got one that I should have converted into a deal, but I wasn't confident enough at this time. And so, but, so I went down, I, you know, went through the direct mail kind of journey and saw that, Hey, I could burn through a lot, a lot of money very quickly. And I wasn't really, didn't quite know what I was doing yet at that point. So I pumped the brakes a little bit on the direct mail. And then at this point, I found like it was a real estate investing club kind of like a meetup. And so I started going to that and through there, they really advocated for door knocking. And so I started working with people and doing some door knocking and working for closures. So that's kind of where I started. That's kind of how I began. So can you elaborate on door knocking? Is it really going door to door, knocking on those doors? And I guess what would the conversation kind of look like? Yeah. So how it really is like going from door to door, door knocking, but what we were doing actually is working for closure lists. So pulling a list of like foreclosure properties, you know, from people who are either in pre-foreclosure or, and just, excuse me, going to their door, knocking on their door and trying to talk to them about their house, seeing if they might be interested in selling. And if they weren't interested in selling, trying to help them to keep their house and tell them about different kinds of resources so that they could maybe keep their house if that's what they wanted to do. And it was really cool because I learned a lot. I got very comfortable, very fast, just talking to people and having conversations that were, you know, that was at the time were really hard for me at first. And so that got me really comfortable very quickly, but working for closures, I mean, you're coming across many more people that actually want to keep their house, right. As opposed to selling and you're, they're entertaining you because you're giving them some options for maybe what they resources that they could use to keep their house. And if not, then they know that they have you kind of in their back pocket as like a last resort. But so you have a lot of conversations, but just not, it's those type of leads don't convert as quickly, you know? So I actually ended up getting my first deal off of, do you know what offer up is? Yes. Yeah. So I actually posted like something that says I buy houses and with my phone number on offer up. And then I had some lady reach out to me and she, she wanted to sell. So that's actually, even though all of my efforts were going to like knocking on doors, that was where my first deal came from. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I got to be a little bit more strategic about my time than it's hard to scale door knocking. So that's yeah, so interesting that's how I started. That's interesting. Offer up for the people who might not be aware of what that is. It's, it's a marketplace where you can list and post and you can sell things online mm-hmm. and you can contact people. So it's almost like a like a Facebook marketplace or something like that or some or like a Craigslist. Or a Craigslist. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you end up focusing on SEOs? Because that's where your core is right now. That's how you've been able to build up and really scale. How did you get into that side of things? And how did you start learning about SEOs and how it could help build up your business and really jumpstart your virtual wholesaling. Yeah. So as I, you know, at first when I was looking into like just getting a website for my business, I really didn't see it as something that I was trying to drive traffic to. I saw it more so as something to put on your business card so that you could, you know, as you're talking to people, you have some sort of credibility to lean back on, right? And so I started just like looking at different ways to like to go about getting a website. And that's at that point is when I stumbled upon Carrot. Are you familiar with Carrot? I don't think so. 
Okay. So Carrot is basically a website platform and they specifically like build websites for real estate investors and like agents. So it's all very real estate centered. They make it very easy for you to just like have a website up and running in like five minutes, but you do have to do some level of customization to it yourself, but they give you like a very easy template so that you could literally have a a website very quickly. And so I ended up finding this company and was just really, I think that's the, just discovering Carrot was really what drove my interest in SEO. The owner of it, his name is Trevor Mock, and he has, he was doing a podcast or some sort of webinar thing. And he was talking about SEO and he said, SEO is the only lead lead strategy that, or marketing strategy that actually gets cheaper over time. And I thought that was really cool. That like really made an impression on me is that like, how many lead sources could you say about that? So then I knew I was like, okay, so this is definitely something I want to like look into more. And as I did, I just kind of like went down rabbit holes and learning about SEO. And I think what, what really kind of why I gravitated towards it so much is it just fits with my personality. Like I'm, um, I'm definitely an introvert, right? The least amount of people that I talk to in a day, like the happier I'll be. And so with like, when you're doing all these other marketing stuff, like cold calling, door knocking, whatever it may be, it's a volume thing, right? You need to talk to the more people possible to get a deal. And with SEO, you just need to talk to a lot less people. These leads convert a lot easier, a lot better than some of the other lead generation strategies. So as I started just like, and so I basically learned that, hey, I can geek out behind my computer and people can come to me as opposed to me like needing to reach out to everyone. So I I just thought that was really cool. And that's kind of what started me on my SEO, my SEO journey. And then I just started, kept learning from there. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So SEO is a search engine optimization. So when you got started with it and you look to optimize your website and to start generating more leads and bring them into and funneling them into your website... What were some specific things that you looked for to set it up and has been the most successful for you to be able to convert your leads into customers or business partners? Yeah. So I think like most people, when they do get a a website for SEO, a lot of people, if you look at some of the top websites in in most markets, almost, I would say 75% of them are going to be carrot websites. And so that's because Carrot is a great platform, but they also give the same like little template that you have. They give it the same thing to everyone. So you don't want your website to look like a hundred other ones. That's just, if you're a customer and you're going through websites and you're noticing that they all look the same, that's kind of, that's kind of weird, right? So 
even though carrot makes it really easy for you to like be up and running in a few minutes, I think it is really important to just personalize your website and just make make it stick out so that it's like you. And when you go to our website, we have pictures of me and my team. And so I think it's like personable and makes it makes people feel it almost like gives them the sense that they get to know you even before they call you. And so that really helps with being able to convert leads because people have even talked to people several times and they've been like, Oh, are you the person that's on your website? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, cool. And they like, they already feel like they, at least like, if they know what you look like at the very least, right. And have had some sort of been able to do some sort of due diligence about you. Maybe they've read about like you have something about your family on your website. So it gives them a way to connect with you before even before even talking with you. And that's kind of one of my favorite things about SEO is not every lead is like this, certainly not, but you'll get some every now and then that's like, they've already done their due diligence. And they, as long as you give them a fair price for their house, they want to work with you because they've already done the research, they've looked at your reviews and they feel comfortable and confident in you. And then it just makes it really easy to close. And so when you're actually looking to optimize your website and you're putting all these SEOs into place and everything, it takes quite a long time to, you know, customize it until to make it speak from your own voice, from your own tone. So you can, you know, connect better with your audience. So for you, what are some of the aspects or the areas that you really focus on to really connect with your target markets so that when they look at it, it looks like that you're speaking to them directly. Yeah. And I think, so one of the things that's really important is doing a good amount of research so that you understand what your market even is, because not every market is the same, even from like, I'm in California and or let's say Los Angeles and the Phoenix market, those are two very different markets. And oftentimes you'll see a reason that people are selling in California could be very different than why people are selling in Arizona, right? And so just knowing what kind of a lead that you're working with and why people are seeking you out, that way you can highlight that on your website and make it just make it seem like you understand the kind of stuff that they're going through, the reasons that they have for selling so that they just, your content is going to resonate with them more. So then for you, you do everything now 100% virtually, you run your whole business virtually. How is that, you know, when you're building up your business, how is that working out for you? And how have you been able to manage all these deals 100% virtually? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, at the beginning, it is a little bit harder because you are trying to put all your systems in place. You do still need boots on the ground, but after you have those things in place, I think it it only becomes easier. And we have a pretty simple process of you know what we do to, we always have our first call with somebody and then we let them know, okay, like we're going to do our due diligence on your property. We ask them to send us some pictures if they can't, and, or like, sometimes you'll get some sellers that are a little bit older and not really technology savvy. And so we can just send somebody out to their house to get the pictures that we need and then do our numbers. And then after that, we call them back and, you know, discuss our offer, discuss why they, why they're wanting to sell kind of the important parts for selling that were for them and how we're going to address all of those issues or concerns and how we're going to structure a deal so that it's it's basically a win-win for them. 
And what are some of the, I guess also, because what are some of the ways that you guys structure your deals to make it a win-win for everybody? Yeah. And it, it really kind of depends on the seller to seller basis, because you have some people who, I mean, some, a trend that we're seeing right now, especially in Los Angeles is there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily calling because they're trying to sell in 10 days, which is oftentimes what like people think why somebody reaches out to us is because they're trying, they want to sell in 10 days, right? Or a very short period. But what we're actually seeing is that there's a lot of people who actually are wanting to do longer closings because they still need to find a house. They want to be able to know how much they're going to get for their house. So they know how much they have within their budget to shop for a new house. And they need a longer time period because they're, they haven't found that new house quite yet. And so sometimes it's a longer closing like that. Sometimes it's what's been really popular lately that people really love that we can help them with is a flexible closing because hopefully they find a new place, let's say in 60 days. But if what happens in 60 days and they still haven't, well, we're not just going to kick them out of their house, right? So we'll extend it for them to give them another 30 days or however it needs to structure so that you can help somebody and make their life easier, right? As opposed to thinking that, oh, everybody just wants to sell their house in 10, 14 days and they want their money fast because that's not always the case, right? And so just being flexible to each person's situation so that we can actually help their life. (laughs) So how has real estate investing impacted your life, Christina? It has, it's honestly, it's just brought a lot of freedom to my life. I really am proud of the way that I've designed my business, especially being virtual and And just with the kind of leads that we work with, I think I like to describe us as like lean and mean. So it's a small team, but we're able to, what I really like is it hasn't taken over my life, right? I have a, a really healthy business, but I'm not working around the clock for it, which is exactly kind of what I wanted. I didn't, oftentimes people will get into starting their own business because they want their time freedom back and everything. And then they're working twice as much as they did at like a nine to five job. So I think it's very, I have a very healthy like balance, which I'm, I'm happy with. Yeah. Sometimes they get into it and you're creating a job for a job that you're trying to get out of. Yeah. Unless you really enjoy what you're doing, you know, it, you got to enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the journey and the process. Totally. Yeah. And I totally do enjoy what I'm doing, but I also like, just want to like, I, me and my husband love to travel and we just want to have fun also. So. And so then what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Real estate. Basically, I think I would have, if I could like tell my younger self, it would be to hire more quickly just because I think at the beginning of starting my business, I was just trying to do everything myself and was afraid to give up some of the, you know, some of the big tasks that we do. And as long as you find the right people, it's just amazing how much more you can get done when it's not just all on you. So just hiring faster, probably. And then what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? I think it really gets down to like your daily habits and just how consistent you are, right? With all the it's, you know, real estate, it actually is like quite simple. There's formulas on how to be successful with it and just being consistent and doing the little things that are just tedious, you know, and sometimes you don't want to do, but when you're doing them, I think that's really what sets the successful people apart. Awesome. 
Well, Christina, for our listeners out there who are, are interested in learning more about you and your story and what you're doing mm-hmm. in the space, where's the best place that they can go to find out more? Yeah, you can either follow me on my Instagram or friend request me on my Instagram and we can be friends there at Christina Kublock. And then also on Facebook as well, Christina Kublock. I think I'm the only one. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Christina today and sharing all of your journey and your experience with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.